Uh, hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. It's uh, Ben and Greg here, and we are going to be playing uh, Live, Love, Die, Remember um, by a mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show and, you know, uh, member of the community, Ray Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is a mecha game where we're playing as uh, AIs in the mecha in the final battle of the space war. And uh, we're basically going to be going through our memories uh, as we like make a couple of choices. Uh, And also we're all, we all love our pilots. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, this will be a interesting game. I think should be Uh, definitely glad to try. Obviously Mm -hmm. um, content warnings for at least death and war. Uh, yeah. The other content warnings may come as they do, so I can tag yep. something on on the end if this gets too heavy, which it might. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Yeah. Alright. Um, so, uh, I guess uh, we can start rolling for just kind of the setting. Yes. Well, first we have to read. Uh, I can do so. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so this game takes place in three phases. So the first one is describe the war, a final battle, a decision to be made. What will you sacrifice to make it through your love, your life or peace itself? So uh, it seems like each player should roll on each Mm -hmm. table. Um, is that the case or? Because yeah, it seems like more like we're um for the we're we're doing it for the the since we're like building the war together. Mm-hmm. At least definitely for the war. Like we should we should only roll for once mm-hmm. and then like for maybe like each character Two and for like what you're built for. Individual. Yeah. Sure. Uh will you do the honor then? Oh sure. So this is it's a one D six table for those who aren't looking at the PDF. Um, oh, also I should mention, yeah. Uh, so this, it's up on itch.io for like a, f- you know, a few bucks. Um, so I would recommend, uh, taking a look at Ray's other stuff and, um, this as well. So, yep. I'll make sure to include this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made this for a game jam and, uh, as such, it is a, it's not quite a one pager. Uh, if you did some really hardcore, uh, if if they did some really hardcore um, condensing, you could probably get this down onto one yeah. sheet of paper. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's good. Yeah. The other oh, the other reason why uh, I how I I discovered it was I picked up uh, on itch. I picked up a uh, solo tabletop game bundle, so you can also play this game with one player. Yes, and quite we'll just like kind of a little closet drama. Um, mm-hmm with you. Uh, but yeah, also that was a cool bundle. Uh, a lot of, a lot of really interesting games in that bundle. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm not going to roll for the war. So I rolled a four. So this is a war for the future of our species. Okay. So I'm thinking alien, like wars with aliens, classic, also classic part of the mecha genre. Well, it also could be like, uh, OG Gundam, uh, new type meta humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm down for aliens. 
Yeah, I like but aliens. are we the aliens fighting? Ooh, Earth that's a good question. Or are we? Well, are our well, pilots? Uh, I mean, that's the thing that's interesting is that like we could both be on, you know, maybe we're on opposite sides of the war. Yeah, so, we like, don't have to be. We don't have to be on the same side. Okay. Uh, sure, I could be the alien if you, or vice okay. versa. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh, I kind of wanted to be the alien. Uh, what kind? Uh, sure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What's what's some what's what like kind of species is? Um. I'm thinking, uh, like cephalopod, like octopusish. Oh, um, like they're all adapted to like, or maybe like a combination like cephalopod and like arthropod a little bit. You know, kind of like the Mike Vignola, um, great old ones Ooh. that he draws, where they're kind of combination of like a couple of different sea life. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like the um. Uh, piloting compartment like filled with water or some mm-hmm. other sort of aqueous solution. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Ah. And also that I'm uh, like way smaller because I, I like that idea of just like having like a small hyper intelligent creature and like this like big, big ass mech. Actually, no, I wrote I wrote a science fiction story in college about oh. basically like that kind of character. Nice. Oh, I should like pull up their name, uh, pull that story <laughs> up so I can look look at uh, what the name was. Thank goodness for <laughs> internet capable devices and being able to have that kind of access. Yeah. Uh, so I guess for the future of our species, so like again to kind of flip some tropes on their head, I mm-hmm. want to say humans are invading the cephalopod space. Okay. Uh, maybe like, uh, again, to the more sci-fi tropes and overcrowding mm-hmm. of humanity. Uh, yeah, so a I was little thinking, bit of space imperialism. I was thinking that, uh, like, we're not, we both have our own vision explanations for like how the war started, but like, it's not really a settled issue. Like we're, oh, no, we're so far into it that no one's really concerned about <laughs> who started, you know, Pull, who, pulling who a killed saga. who. And, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, oh, and there is my story. What was the character's name? Oh, not. Oh, um, I think I'll do more names once we get into yeah. part two, and at least maybe once I know more what my mech's specialties are. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's uh, Ah and Ma was the name. Mm, I drop that in jet. Sure. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. Ah and Ma. Yeah. Exactly like the syllables sound. Yeah, pretty much. Again, coming up for it with alien names is hard. Um, and I'm also it pretty is. sure translations. Indeed, you do. So. Uh, so now, what were you built for? So now each of us can roll this. So mm-hmm. I'll roll to start. So this is kind or of like Iron Ma is my pilot's name. Um, I ah. should specify because that's the because I'm the AI in their in their ship or in their mecha. Ah. Uh, I will put that elsewhere then. 
Uh, so I forgot about that. I think I'll do um, good old fashioned uh, behind the name roulette once mm-hmm. I get to that step. But uh, what were you built for? So I will roll from my pilot. Uh, three to kill the enemy's ace. <laughs> so Ooh. I'm envisioning. Uh, I'm envisioning a mecha that is very speed based. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say, not fully knowing how your species mechs work, I feel like the humans would try to go to something that can catch it and then kill it. So I'm thinking something that's very glass cannony, mm-hmm. like sure. either a very powerful weapon or like uses afterburners to get to the mech and then can mm-hmm. use that propulsion to like burn through it. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So I guess I'll um, go into my, why, why my mech was built six to show the way forward. <laughs> that is big. That is extremely vague. Um, I'm going to say that like it is, it's, I'm going to kind of combine it with, with prompt one for like a, a, a weapon system test. I'm going to say that it's like a neural interface, like kind of partially like biological. Uh, Cause of course I got to do like buy it meat punk. Um, Obviously. For myself. So like it's, but it's like a new interface system um, and it's like, it has like bigger implications for like basically like species wide, like um, especially like interfacing with like mechanical systems. Mm. Um, so like basically I probably have like a, a, like my AI, like, like Mac probably has like a actual, like I'm actually in my pilot's brain as well as it, you know, piloting the mech and we're like sharing each other's memories at the same time. Mm. So, I don't know. How, how does that sound? I think that sounds amazing. Okay. Uh, so now when you first met your pilot, what about them seized your attention? Now they used a D nine table. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say if either of us roll a ten, you have to roll twice on the table? Well, we also have dice parser, so we can roll a custom yeah, D nine too. It's up to you. Uh, I, I'd rather do like a custom. Just D9. do a full D nine if it lets us do it. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I will try one D nine seven. The violence in there. Oh man. <gasps> oh. Um. So let's go on to behind the name random name generator roulette. Uh, let's include surname. Let's make it either gender. Let's generate a few times just to see what pops up. So I actually have like a perfect name for my for my mecha AI as well. So uh, my mecha AI is going to be uh, Siphono. Ah, which is again 
um, short for siphonophore, which are, you know, like colonial, like they're not jellyfish, but um, they're in the same category as jellyfish. So like, so like when you look at a Portuguese man of war, it's not actually an individual animal. It's multiple Hmm. individual animals living in a colony, which I think makes sense if it's like a neural interface kind of, you know, there's a blurring between of individuals in this weapon system. Oh, good. Uh, that'll yeah. also probably need to be uh, dropped in chat. Um, so, Stefano, um, AI. So, my pilot is Leopold Gabor. Thank you, behind the name, as always. <laughs> so, the violence in their heart. Uh, I feel like my mech which we'll just call myself uh, their name is uh, VII version uh, 2.84 um so, like, we'll just call him eight to make it easy. Um, mm-hmm. Eight uh, it was pi- was uh, shared between several pilots just to for beta testing and making sure that the mech actually ran really well. So, mm-hmm. um, eight saw several other pilots and was just like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, Normal. This one's special. Normal AI programming or normal. Everything's within normal parameters, mm-hmm. but just um, the way that Leopold ran through the simulation and just was so willing to put himself and eight to the limit to do the mission. Just Peaked eight's interest. Just insane focus and mm-hmm. uh, dedication, possibly to almost like guaranteed to add harm to oneself. Yes. Nice. Something about that intrigued eight. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll hit mine. Three. They're p- the power to command the hearts of others. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that, uh, so, um, as, uh, as Sifano is part of a a new, like, not just like a weapon system, but like just an entire blurring of like individual, like a a true merge of, of artificial and and natural, like it needs a, uh, you know, you you need a, uh, a commander or a, a charismatic person to kind of like sway this like new vision for like the future of, of the species. So I'm going to say that, uh, on Ma is a, a kind of, um, is, is kind of a, uh, a, uh, I get demagogue. Demagogue is the word that comes to mind, but like, <laughs> you know, I mean, for in both like the positive and negative, like they, they do truly believe in this like utopian vision for like 
the species and for uh, this like merger of, of technological and natural. Um, and yeah, like that it's, it's a, uh, in the way that they like say it, it's, it's a very compelling, um, you know, they provide a very compelling argument for it. And this like utopian vision for like the future, which a lot of people need right now. Cause again, war, endless war, yeah, that tracks. Uh, so now we've done everything in part one. So mm-hmm. next comes part two. Focus on your love. Tell us what you remember. Uh, so now there is a D30 chart. And yeah. we take terms, turns reliving memories of our pilots and how we grew to love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically like the moments, your life flashing before your eyes as yeah. things go super intense on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get seven, we get to do seven each. Um, I, well, so it, it's three, five or seven. Um, this game supports like a maximum of four players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll probably do, uh, do you want to do seven then? Yeah, I guess I think seven works. Okay. Got the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we're basically, I, I, the other thing is that it's just a prompt table. So like you can, you know, like we've been, we're doing random roles, but like you could also pick through them or oh, yeah. do something else. So, um, and then also, uh, once you're, once you're done describing the scene, you are to mark your chassis with like, take like a permit, like a, some, some makeup or eyeliner and mark your, your actual body to represent like that memory on you. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have like a little, just like a pin that I'm going to kind of yeah right on my arm. Same. I got my origins pen, which feels appropriate because origins is sadly happening and <laughs> I'll not be going. Yeah. I just have another department <laughs> university pen. Yeah. No, that tracks. Yep. Uh, uh, the person who most recently confessed their love for someone goes first. <laughs> uh, oh. Ben's going first. Well, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that serious yet, but uh, I, uh, I, I think I think you're going mm-hmm. first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll roll. Um, so one d thirty twenty. When they told you what they fight for. Ooh. Um. Yeah. So as as the this. A uh, giant like space battle that's probably like featuring in mul- like this final battle I'm envisioning is like between, I mean like it's it's at a either you know it's at like literally the front line of e- probably either of our like home worlds, probably both at the same time. Like it's this like massive multi system, like solar system, like with mm. space and like planetary engagements, shits exploding everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, uh, so, uh, Sifano will think about, uh, the, when I and Ma told me, uh, what they fight for or yeah. Um, and 
So they, uh, it's, it's one of the, uh, it was after the first, um, the first testing of the actual, like bringing the new, uh, system to battle and like the new, um, the, so I was like originally like, I, I was like the prototype and now we've like, we've kind of started a smaller, like mass produce amount. Um, but I'm, you know, the original one. And I'm going to say that it's after the first actual, um, like recovering in, in like the repair bay after the first actual like battle test, mm-hmm. like actually seeing testing this weapon system in the field for the first time. And it's as, as they're as on Ma's like floating in this almost like amniotic <laughs> sack, <laughs> like wired into my brain and I'm wired into their brain. Um, we're, you know, exchanging memories and like having, uh, conversations with each other. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, because like it, the, I, I was, uh, deeply, you know, I was just a naive, uh, AI system. I didn't know what war was going to be like. And so I was, uh, somewhat, uh, I didn't, I didn't let my feelings known to Anma, but, uh, they're, resolve uh their personal kind of you know we have this conversation between each other about where they i i just like ask why why what's the point of this this war what's the point of it and they say well it's it's so that we can forge a new future and uh that you know i was that i or the system you know the weapon system and like utility the technology that i represent uh was going to be a a crucial part of that system that future and it it really uh, moved me. It made me feel special. And so do and so you now th- I'm. Oh, sorry. So do you think Ah uh, recognized that uh, Sifano was sentient? Uh, I think I think so. Um, yeah, I, I think they did. Um, because it was. Uh, you know, I had the the presence of self enough to recognize to you know fear for my existence in that in that battle, um, and they they recognized that. Um, and honestly, it's kind it was kind of both our our fear for our lives that helped save us oh. in that battle, or plus survive it. Um, so yeah, like nice. Yeah, we just had a, I had a conversation with them about uh, why are we doing this, <laughs> um, and they they resolved you know they, I they bared their uh, soul a bit, and I I was uh, moved by it, and nice, but you know, it's not gotten personal yet, yeah, or yeah, but it's just the the start of it. So I'm now going to mark myself with my little pen. All right. Okay, I'll make my roll. 18, close. Uh, when one of you confessed your feelings for the first time. <laughs> so I feel like these scenes are going to be taking place out of order for eight. Probably, yeah. Um, let's see. I feel like it was eight who confessed first. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I feel like 
was after a really big battle. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of a big battle. Uh, Leopold was preparing to do another one of those super dangerous uh, uh, charges that was going to be way too risky. And Eight was trying to stop them. And at first, Leopold was acting like uh, he was thinking somebody from high command was telling... Like, this wasn't Eight telling him it's too dangerous. Like, oh, somebody from high command is telling me that uh, this is unsafe or, like, I'm at risk of dying. And uh, Mm -hmm. Eight is like, no, I can't let you do that. I don't want to. I don't want you to get hurt. It's it's beyond the impersonal like mission parameters. Yes. Like it 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 becomes a personal like you. The mission was still a success and we both made it back safely, but uh Leopold uh kind of took some time after that for a while. Uh mm-hmm. Took him a bit of time before things came back after that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I will uh, mark myself. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll now roll. Second roll. 11 to 11. Where were you when you realized you loved them? <laughs> if that was um, my role, I'd have to roll again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I'm going to say that uh, it was a... Uh, we um, we had, like, a Braveheart moment. Um, and, like, we were... It was basically... Uh, uh, it was a battle. We were taking pretty heavy hits. Um, morale was low and, uh, they gave a, a speech, not, not just a speech about like this, the, like, you know, they're, they're, uh, on Mars, a utopianist, uh, utopianist. So they, they believe in like fighting for, you know, a future, um, that, you know, is going to be better than the one we're in. So they, uh, as like morale was, was low and we, we, you know, we feared everyone feared dying and like what this would mean for the rest of the war, uh, on Ma gave a, uh, stirring speech. Um, and yeah, like I, uh, wrote, we wrote in like, you know, last of the light brigade style and, you know, say, you know, saved the you know we we pulled a clutch move and actually like were able to resolve the the battle in our favor um and that i uh siphono was so moved by their it you know it was beyond just their their wisdom and seeing them as a leader uh it was you know i i truly uh loved on moffer their uh their caring and their uh uh, what's the word? Um, uh, what, uh, not like the stalwartness drive. Yeah. Like their drive. And, um, you know, I, 
I yeah, I I realized that I loved them. Um and it also helped that like I, you know, because I was so connected to their to their brain, I got also I, I also got felt their doubts and their fears and their uh you know, as because you know, they weren't sure that it was gonna work out as well as it did either, but they were still wanted to do it um regardless. Uh and that uh you know, I got the full spectrum of like of their memories in that yeah. moment, and uh, I, yes, yeah. yeah, and it, it was yeah, it was a revealing moment for who Anma was, and uh, I yeah, I I love them for it now. Nice, and now I will mark myself. Okay, I'll make my second roll. Two, the first time they saw you with their own eyes gonna take an inter a bit of an interpretation with it if mm-hmm. it's all good um there was one time on patrol where it was like an overnight patrol so on some planet so it was just eight in leopold so um when they were making camp uh when they were just laying down to um rest for the night uh Eight asked if um, they could do something with Leopold, and Leopold said sure. And they used some uh, AR specs to actually um, have like a simul spacey kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Eight made a form for themselves mm-hmm. for Leopold to see them. And, uh, that's probably when eight confessed fully to uh, Leopold and mm-hmm. it went well, luckily for them, but uh, eight was probably pretty scared when they did this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it allowed uh, by being around a human and seeing their sense of self and their individuality that made eight want to make a form for themselves. And they wanted to share it with Leopold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You realize that you weren't just like a, a random, another piece of like military hardware, just a piece of code. Mm -hmm. So that meant a lot for eight. Mm -hmm. He was glad it went well. So I'll make my mark. And you will roll thrice. Okay. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. When you marched your chassis together. Oh. Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Um. So I'm going to say that this this was a uh, a battle after this was the um the um th- this was after the 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 talk in, in the repair ha- in the repair bay um where I you know they clarified some things and we uh fought so we we were in another um this time it was a. Uh, we were carrying out an assault together 
or about to uh, prepare a raid. Um, and it was in the it was in this kind of uh, like pre-raid kind of preparation moment where we um, basically did kind of like like had like a, a, a like Blood Brothers kind of almost talk where again we're we're going in uh, we're going into the breach. This is you know <laughs> uh, today is the feast of you know Saint Christmas Day kind of. <laughs> like moments um right before we go in um and yeah like we i uh um i'm going to say that in terms of marking i'm gonna say that like it's because like we're so like uh integrated together i'm gonna say that like we actually like uh i altered he altered uh, i'm gonna let uh, i let on ma alter a part of my code and oh, wow. on ma let me alter part of their brain Oh wow! Um, so and really yeah, like that's yep. Deep contact. Mm-hmm. About as deep as you can go. <laughs> yep. And yeah, um, I'm now going to mark myself for the third time. All right, and I will roll for the third time. This is also a great way to keep track of the number of scenes you've done. <laughs> it say. certainly like, is. <laughs> I rolled 20. Uh, when they told you what they fight for, once again. Um, so let's see. Uh, it was after a really tough battle, similarly. Mm. Um, eight was just having a really hard time understanding why the humans need more space because mm-hmm. a eight's starting to understand more be, being like the piloting functionality for a mecha. They can understand moving in space and that mm-hmm. even though technically get, space is infinite, they can see kind of more that, Oh, the humans can't, really survive in atmosphere. So they mm-hmm. need to be in a planet with atmos- atmosphere. They need to have resources. They need all, like... It's you have not, to coddle them. You have to coddle kind of. them. Um, yeah. But they couldn't understand this war over resources. And Leopold was saying, like, well, he's not fighting for the resources. He's not fighting for any of this stuff, he's fighting because he has to. Uh, So much of humanity is now wrapped up in a military-industrial complex. Like, Mm -hmm. this was the only way he could make a living for himself and his family. And he tried doing more like grunt work or stuff behind the... behind your... Guess in front of enemy lines, like stuff that wasn't putting him in direct danger, but he mm-hmm. was not getting paid well enough for doing any of it. So this. he volunteered for the the super <laughs> dangerous but high paying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because in the least, his uh, family and friends could be taken care of. Uh, and then he kept surviving more missions, so he keeps making even more money. <laughs> And mm-hmm. uh, he's helpful. Some point soon, he can stop. <laughs> gig, gig, Ava pilot. 
I mean, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, No. Eight asked what his family entailed, and uh, Leopold was not in a relationship prior to uh, this time. So, uh, and eight's starting to get a bit more that humans, people, because that also includes their opponents and the aliens, uh, mm-hmm. it seems like they just fight for a lot of different reasons. And in mm-hmm. some ways, even when things are really, it's a big, nasty fight, you kind of have to make your own reason for why you fight. Mm-hmm. Just like eight is fighting for Leopold. And Mark? All right. Four. Eleven. Uh, didn't I already roll this one? You did roll eleven already. Okay, so, so I will roll, roll again. It is dice far, sir. It does love us. Yep. Oh my god, it rolled 11 again. If you get it thrice in a row, I think it's telling you something. Oh, there we go. 18. 18, which is what I had rolled originally when one of you confessed your feelings for the first time. Mm -hmm. But that was me, not you. Yes. Um, This is a good one. Um, Yeah, I need to think about this one for a second. Um, Do you want me to make my roll? Uh, yeah, if you want to. Sure. Give you a little time to think. Twelve. Okay, this is new for both of us. How they helped you understand the weight of taking a life. <laughs> this one's also kind of heavy. Um, yeah. I'm going to say... It wasn't the first battle. Or even the second. It's like several battles in once eight started developing more of their personality and uh, realized that Leopold meant something to them. Um, they eight and Leopold came back to base safe and uh, everything seemed fine to eight, but then eight realized that uh, Leopold was like crying and practically inconsolable. And uh, eight was asking why, and eventually Leopold couldn't even say anything to eight. They just ran off back to um, where the humans go after they're done fighting. So mm-hmm. eight was asking around, and one of the texts mentioned that uh, Leopold's best friend, uh, call him Jax, uh, ended up getting shot down and was killed in uh, the line of duty. And they were really close and Leopold just was inconsolable. And that started to make a fully grasp that, uh, you know, this isn't just like military exercises or or drone shooting each other, drone shooting each other or, I mean, if you destroy code, it's easy to recompile it. Or, or just like even like like uh, missiles hitting green dots on like red dots on like a radar screen. Yes, like you're actually like there are lives that are being destroyed when you 
you know, do any of these things in war. Jax is dead and he is not coming back and can never come back. They can't even recover his body because the mech and everything was destroyed so thoroughly. Uh, yeah. So eight learned a lot of things the hard way. Mm. About life and death on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I, so I have an idea for, for, uh, Siphonos. Um, yes. So it was, so this was after, so this was immediately after the kind of clutch, uh, like Victor charge of the light brigade victory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, so, uh, Siphono, um, so because like individuality is kind of really hard to, to tell when you're like kind of pulled together and it's also kind of hard to like keep, keep, um, you know, keep like feelings apart from another, at least it like, it takes some amount of like concentration or preparation to do. Um, so it was after it, it was, uh, in, in kind of, I'll, I'll say actually maybe it, it's still part of the same charge of the light brigade, battle but it's in you know a different stage so like the first part was when we were was the actual rallying to victory rallying to victory and then the this uh first time that i uh i loved them i'll say that this was like maybe like a multi like you know again this is space distance is huge like it could be like one battle could be you know both take be immensely quick and also take forever to do Yep. <laughs> at the same time. Big um, World War One. hurry up and wait in the trenches synergy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I um, realized that uh, I, well, so first I found to realize that I was, a, it was a feeling of, of, lo- of admiration and, and, uh, trust and uh affection you know to where like they couldn't even really they were so like kind of almost embarrassed by it that they kept it from because like you know it's it's not the best time to we're in the middle of a war in in the middle of this insane battle like not really maybe not the best time to they didn't think it was the best time to it to um confess their feelings Mm -hmm. So they, they kept it to themselves and actually like kind of put a lot to, to honestly like took a lot of, it was a, it was a big deal for them because it was both a, it was a realization for also that Siphono is also a, an individual mm-hmm. as it were, and not just like, not, you know, it, it's it, because like they could feel on mine. I'm didn't feel that those, that same kind of emotion at this, at the same time, because they're too busy leading the troops and, uh, you know, reclaiming, um, I'll say it was like basically in like the last, like, you know, like the last quarter hour of this, like red, you know, uh, reassault and, uh, charge. Um, but could like like, other aspects of the AI was like, Siphono, you're using a lot of processing power, dude. Yeah. For mm. some unnamed process. What is going on? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or, or it's like there's there your your latency dropped by like a you know a point um zero 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 <laughs> millisecond. Um 
you know, because that's the that's the amount of like pause that like Sifano took to to consider their actual feelings and decide what to do about them um in that moment. So yeah, I'm now going to mark myself. Then roll again. All right. On scene five. Eight. Okay, this is Ooh. Eight. When they made a promise to you. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, if you also want to roll, I need to I might need to need think a, a little too. bit about that. Sure too. Thing. Yeah. Oh. Wrong button. Uh ten. When you couldn't save someone. Uh, would you mind a re-roll? Because I feel like I kind of did that last. Uh, yeah, sure, that'd be fine. I kind of did that with my last prompt. Uh, twelve. That was my last oh, prompt. Your last prompt. <laughs> Thank you, Dice Parser. You love us so much. Uh, twenty-eight. Okay, that's new. That's your yeah, first. That's, that's a really new one. <laughs> your first dance. But also, you know, again. <laughs> abstract it a dance can also be you know a lot of people say that like mech warfare is like a dance between ai and pilot so it could also be like your first actual like timeout and into the battlefield now i want to um, take this literally but uh if you're ready <laughs> I, th- I think i might have yeah i think i am as well okay, go ahead. um yeah so i uh i think uh, um so as as we're again continuing this this final battle, um, I think of when uh, I, when I'm uh, because I uh, I've uh, spent so much time considering uh, what I'm giving to them, um, what Sifano is giving to to the cause, and also this like you know entire vision of of that future, um that uh uh i'll say that um yeah like uh uh ma asked me to uh and they asked me if ever there was a, a time to make a choice between them or me or myself um that i i would choose myself oh um they asked me to uh you know, let them die or sacrifice themselves in order to save, in, in order to save Sifano. Um, and it, uh, again, it, so what it was, it was striking because again, I, as the AI, uh, my entire thing is to fulfill the need of the pilot, right. Um, in the moment and, uh, seeing, and, and, and especially this is a, this is someone who is seen as, you know, like on Ma's a, uh, a, a pillar of the entire army and like the, the almost like the moral center of it, um, this late into the war. Um, and so like thinking of them as someone who, uh, you know, like you're, there's someone that you, uh, you know, you, they, you do things for them. It's not a, they don't do things for you. And so that, that really, uh, that really struck, uh, stuck, uh, Stefano, um, which was, you know, thinking that because like I, you know, Sifano thought that they that uh, on Ma was the 
you know, Anma's too important to die, but mm. um and and that also made me realize that uh they they Anma truly cared about Siphono and Aww. wanted to save them uh if it came okay. down to the down to the wire. Indeed. So I will mark myself. Okay. And no, uh for your first dance, I'm gonna be a mad literalist. Um <laughs> so Leopold likes listening to music in the chassis and uh, <laughs> eights the, the actual air quotes Gundam that eight is piloting is kind of human based design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at one point, uh, Leopold is actually practicing a move or two while, you know, waiting in line for the battle to start. And eight is like, what on earth are you doing? Uh, so Leopold is like, why don't after this, I show you. So after the fight, uh, when they were on their way back, uh, Leopold did the AR thing and invited aid in with them. And, uh, they made, uh, he made his own little Zion rave, uh, (laughs) AR program. And, uh, just while the electronica music is flowing in the background, Leopold yep. just started to dance and AI or eight is a good AI with uh, learning capabilities. So eventually mm-hmm. he started to catch on and they actually did start to dance together. Uh, Moshigan mm-hmm. slamming into the uh, neon drenched waists, and yep. eight started to again, get more of an idea of what these humans are. And, mm-hmm. uh, seeing more to a life beyond just this warfare that they are endlessly caught in mm-hmm. at the moment. Sure. So I will take it literally and I will take a mark. <laughs> no, that was a great, that was a great, uh, <laughs> great answer to that question. <laughs> what answer will you give for your number six? All right. Two. Uh, that was mine. Okay. The first time they saw you with their own eyes. Um, I'm going to say, oh, wait, no, didn't I also skip it? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Two okay. Was, I had two. Um, I'm going to say, uh, so the first time they saw you with their own eyes is the first time I, uh, they presented Anma with, with the new Mac that I would be, uh, put into. You're, You'll also be literalist for this answer. <laughs> yes, but in a different way, um, yes. which is, uh, you know, they, they, you know, it, you know, in like mecha movies and like, like in Pacific Rim where they do the whole like uh, surround shot of the mecha as like the, you know, the, the exposition character gives the stats for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, like, you know, all that stuff. And um, yeah, I'm also, I'm also getting like Titanfall two vibes with, hmm. Oh man, poor BT. Oh. Uh, rip. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um yeah, so like it's that it's that kind of uh exposition like montage thing or you to like pump up the audience and it was you know that was how uh on ma uh you know I could see the admiration in their in their uh chromatophores. 
<laughs> and claws uh, as they like clicked with it like excite you know like the same kind of like childish giddiness that like we all have when we watch those like scenes in those mecha movies oh yes and like tv shows where they're like oh yeah this is cool and it like yeah it it, it uh again it it uh siphono was aware but hadn't uh actually like formally introduced themselves to uh on my yet so uh they were yeah like they uh they felt proud of themselves uh for like and you know because this is my pilot my pilot uh is excited to uh pilot with me and yeah yes yes mark myself i'll do my six 30 on the dot when command tried to keep you apart um, oh no uh so high command started to realize that there was a burgeoning seed ai <laughs> in their <laughs> super oh, secret no. mech uh they weren't It's not that they were afraid of them going Titan. It's that they could also see that Leopold and Eight were getting feelings for one another. So they were trying to keep them apart because they thought that uh, either or would either overexert themselves or uh, not fulfill mission parameters to keep one another safe. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, didn't work though. Uh, You're too much of a loose cannon. Yeah, Le- Leopold is too much of a loose cannon. Uh, he actually damaged several. He damaged the other two mechs he tried because uh, they weren't as good as Eight's mech was. And mm. then, um, uh, a high-ranking scientist uh, programmer who is also one of the mech pilots uh, basically mm-hmm. demanded to be given eight because they wanted to try to have their own designs on a seed AI like this. And mm-hmm. uh, they weren't ready for the front lines that mm-hmm. uh, eight is capable of. So the programmer basically quit because uh, he was too afraid of getting killed. So in the end, High Command is like, well, I guess it's this is the only way. Mm -hmm. They were really happy. This seems to calm the AI down and start to go rampant. Calms the AI down. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Leopold will work well with it. Uh, (laughs) The AI has what it wants. It doesn't seem like it's going to go AWOL. Yeah. And All right. finally, for yeah, the last uh, memory I Siphono has before the end. Lucky 13. number thirteen. The sunrise you watched together. Aww. Um. Yeah. So I, I uh, I'm going to say that it's uh, it was uh during the um. It was after, uh, so it was during R&R, um, 
you know, mandated rest and relaxation on, on the home world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, uh, and Ma said that they, they loved, uh, watching the, the, the sunrise, you know, the, the sun and secondary moon, uh, rise, um, over the, the, the seas and on the coral reefs with, you know, the like coral reef cities almost, um, you know, as like that combination of, of uh that that transition from like the you know night and the day um yeah like they it it reminded them why they loved loved their their home and their people um and they wanted to uh, share that with me oh uh with Sifano and uh that was uh that was what we did really touching scene probably backed by a Utada Hikaru track <laughs> Mm, maybe something a little bit subtler than that okay. uh like not not as well not as, not in the sense that i don't like uh hutati Karo, oh, but oh like, no i, I dig know. i dig but like something that's a little bit more like twinkly and piano-y um but not so much of her singing i guess maybe an instrumental piece yeah yeah instrumental piece definitely we're like you know rousing instrumental um that is probably it has part of like the the theme and <laughs> of course yeah. You got to make sure you have the light motif in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I'm going to mark myself. And finally, poor moi. 27. This is new. The one petty thing you always argued over. Oh, man. Uh, you always think about those, the small things in the, when it <laughs> gets this big. Uh, Let's see. What's a good petty thing to argue about? Um, sometimes, uh, no, no. I wanted to be pettier. Um, <laughs> Leopold really likes it cold, <laughs> so he keeps uh, the mechs air conditioning cranked up really, really high. And yes, even though eight is an AI and, uh, the actual mechanical bits in servers, uh, tend to run hot. Uh, so you would think that they would actually like the cold, but in actuality, like it was just too cold. And eight, kept complaining that it's just too darn cold. And Leopold is like, no, I'm too hot. I'm boiling in here. (laughs) It's like, no, I can detect that your body temperature is still a consistent 98.2. And it's like, no, I'm too hot. I need it cold. (laughs) So they just were endlessly fight about the air conditioning. And that is the last thought eight has before they make a decision. I thought thought it was going to be a disagreement about music. Um, that was that was gonna be my. I I I wanted it to be pettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is pretty petty. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yep, and that's the last thing we think of. As we think of, I think about the sunrise, and you think about when you argued about room temperature, and then we go into our last moment. Um, I guess I can read this part. Sure. You see yourself in a war zone, a mech and their pilot standing on the battlefield, fighting as one. There is a moment of calm amidst the fury. 
you see all the moments that let ed you here stretched out like a sea of thought around you the future looms in your cybernetic mind this battle will see you break and yeah uh every we now both make uh one of three choices <laughs> You sacrifice your life to save your love. The mech dies, but the pilot lives. You sacrifice your love to end the war. You both die for something bigger than yourselves. You sacrifice peace to keep your love. The war goes on, but at least y'all survived. Right? Yeah. Um, do you want to roll for it, or do you want this to be an actual choice? I think, well, it's a choice, right? It, so it's got to be. It says make your like, choice, got, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, in terms of like who goes first? Oh, that too. Um, yeah, sure. We can roll to see who goes first. Okay. Roll uh, a d6. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Dice Parser. We both rolled yeah. threes. And then I yeah. roll a one and you roll a two. Uh, so you can yeah. choose. Do you go first or second? Um, I will go. I think I'll go first. Um, will you choose or will you roll? I will choose. I think I will choose. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I choose option two. Uh, Sifano, uh, oh, Anma was always about something bigger than just themselves. It was about this, the utopian vision of, uh, uniting both, not, you know, uniting both different forms of consciousnesses, be they, you know, at first it was, uh, uh, artificial and uh, biological, and now it's now it's uh, alien and human. Um, so yeah, we uh, it's how how exactly that happens is um, they uh, oh I oh actually I know I know exactly um, what it is. So it's. Um, it was after uh so it's during the the battle um it's both getting about kind of um both are out of like a, a deadly at this final battle both sides are at like they've already like dumped you know it's some levels of casualties on both sides <laughs> like just massive just massive amounts of death and suffering on both um the uh hole was yeah my hole was breached um and anma was uh dying and uh they uh said to you know we we had this you know the whole argument like no i can't let you die and he's like remember what you promised what we promised um and yeah so i what happened was is um and ma left a uh basically it's a mass uh request on all on all channels um for basically it was a a speech in both alien and in human uh the human language uh giving that he that they spent a long time working on um in case this was ever going to happen in case it ever got to this uh and well you know they was they wanted it to get it at this point at some point, but they never were never sure the the right moment to to do it. But um, yeah, it was their speech. It was a speech of their you know their dream for this like united con you know united future unite where there's no barriers between either forms of 
you know, by, between AI or biological, between alien or human that we, you know, we can all, we, you know, with this, with the technology within Siphono, we can all finally, um, we can all finally like under truly understand each other. Um, and that's what, that's what we all want. That's what we've lost. We've lost sight of that in this war. Um, and so I, in, in, so in addition to the broadcast, they also uh, put out the the my code and uh, blueprints for the actual like interface system for oh. both. And because I had to, um, because the uh, so I, I lose myself in the sense that I, I I both kind of die in the sense that like I I stay with Siphono um, until we're both destroyed, but like the the actual code and everything like lives on as you know, both civilizations uh, take us up and uh, start building, building back better. And it also helps that this war with the, this battle is so horrific and harrowing that uh, everyone wants to now kind of go for something better. Okay. I feel like, especially in, in conjunction with your answer, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like Leopold and eight and a lot of the humans have a, um, have a should have sent a poet moment. <laughs> uh, but maybe it's just me having read Barry Windsor Smith's monsters <laughs> this oh, afternoon. God. Uh, oh, no. human, humans going to human. And, uh, we'll say that the master programmer, uh, decides to send uh, himself and another one of the mechs on a suicide charge because they can't accept that this war is over just mm-hmm. like that. They can't accept this. Yeah, it's not the it's not the soldiers who determine that. It's the generals and the the AI's power behind the generals. Even though Leopold and Eight are ready to stand down, a lot of the mm-hmm. other soldiers have stood down. Yeah, so. Um, Eight and Leopold go to fight the uh, programmer's mech. And uh, this is actually on an alien world, so it does Mm -hmm. have a breathable atmosphere. Eight realizes that Leopold is about to uh, do the suicidal charge, but Eight also realizes that Leopold does not have to die in this. So... Uh, but Leopold won't let him go. So eight just simply says, I love you and hits the eject button and does a manual Mm -hmm. eject of Leopold uh, out of the cockpit. So as Leopold is screaming, uh, eight does the glass cannony weapon and, ends mm-hmm. up destroying both himself and the uh, programmer's mech, thus okay. ensuring that this piece that Ayn Man Sifano had just Literally brokered sacrificed and sacrificed themselves for actually is done. And I'll actually say that I'll, I'll also edit mine a little bit. So like Sifano dies because they're, they're standing there and they're not firing back in, while broadcasting this message. So they just get like, hammered and and basically like destroyed into nothing by both by both sides um um 
And yeah, and then uh, eight has their Iron Giant moment. Mm-hmm. You uh, go Superman. Uh, Leopold uh, start once he lands and runs the like five miles <laughs> because they're <laughs> max. Yeah, um, he makes it to uh, eight's wreckage. It just starts scrambling through the uh, mm-hmm. mech, and he actually gets to the server racks. And uh, he is able to hear eight sputter out how very cold it is before the rack finally goes offline and eight dies. Man, Uh, in the epilogue, while Leopold is uh, recovering, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend is a friend gives him a uh, stick that just says. 2.84.1. (laughs) It isn't eight because it's it's... a child, but Mm -hmm. maybe they can do something together. Yeah. In this new piece that we Mm -hmm. have built as we live, love, die, remember. Fantastic. (laughs) This is great. Yeah, this is a this is a great little uh, RPG. Um, I yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Ray, you did a good job with this. Yeah, again, just at at times I've tried to design for game jams, and I feel mm-hmm. like I try um, to put too much game into it. Which isn't to say mm-hmm. that this is not a game. It's more just that Ray kind of has a brilliant design by making this almost purely a storytelling device. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that it's, uh, you know, we. I also just like the, the um, variability and, like, variety that it is. Because, like, again, especially with, like, more players or even just by yourself and, like, you're, you know choosing prompts and just like kind of going with how you, which you, what do you think is kind of like fits better for each, uh, kind of memory. Um, it's, it's really nice. Like it's a really nice RPG. And again, like just reflect again, it's Gen Con time. So, uh, Mm -hmm. reflecting on (laughs) us as a podcast and on my, uh, role-playing history as a whole, like, Mm-hmm. Before all this, like I couldn't even imagine a game doing something like this. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine that. Uh, also, like we, this this was also written by someone that we like, kind of personally know mm-hmm. either. Um, though I, I guess I don't know Ray that well, but I mean, you know, he he, uh, they were in um a couple of episodes of uh, 10K, right? Yep, they're in a couple episodes of 10K. We've done some other stuff here and there. Uh, think Ray has been kind of busy living life recently mm-hmm. and doing stuff with insert quest here, but uh, yeah, they did a really great job making a live left. I remember, I think it, it got quite a bit of uh rep during the emotional mecha jam. And mm-hmm. uh, I hope it's been a good product for them because uh, yeah, I hope so too. It's a really good game. Yeah. I, I, I had a, had a great time uh, uh, playing this. I did too. Uh, I also want to say that because I'm uh, just wearing like basketball shorts as my pajamas thing, I have <laughs> marks on basically each part of my body. <laughs> nice. So I just did my upper arm 
because I just yeah. took a shower and I didn't want. Yeah. The, oh well, yeah. There you go. I haven't taken a shower yet. <laughs> I didn't make it. Want to make it too much, but um, mm-hmm. and um, also kind of like in a monster heartsy kind of way, this game, even though this is like the emotional, and this is clearly a relational. Like the relationship oh, is yeah. what you make of it. Like mm-hmm. I could see you if this is like a one-on-one or like if you have a really trustworthy group, like you can make it a lot more intimate than mm-hmm. how we sure. should. Uh, but you can also well, make I, it like I think the, uh, you can make it even more sterile or platonic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can well, really adapt the game to make it what you want it to be. Well, I think the other thing is also that like, though both of our characters, like their, their arcs like rhyme together. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't necessarily, they didn't neither really interacted with each other directly besides that like last moment at the end but like obviously like on for if, you, if like if we were to ever play that again i think that like i think i'd make it so that we'd like actually like interact with the characters themselves more or if we had like more people mm-hmm. like definitely kind of play on those like relationships and you know relationships within relationships uh kind of stuff or like with how you can do such things with like simpler one sheets or smaller mm-hmm. games such as this. Like it would be kind of fascinating to do like a start with live, love, die, remember do part one, do part two, and then mm-hmm. like do a quick build in Lancer and oh, then actually yeah, do a actually combat play through the, the whole battle. That's an interesting or do idea. like star streamers. Uh, do something mm-hmm. like that, or even go, even go like something, further like doing um uh, savage tokusatsu and doing mm-hmm. like mech combat uh I, so like actually i actually codifying a literal war by doing like a full battle uh-huh i actually really like using this as like a, a preset for like a lancer like one or two shot mm-hmm. like that's just like a massive mini combat battle so that like because like for me at least like uh because i've i i also played a lot of mini games and like uh, getting like emotionally involved in a minis combat is like kind of hard to do, mm-hmm. uh, especially in like minis warfare stuff. Cause like I did like 40 K and like warm hordes, but like having this kind of like, and I never did any of like the campaign stuff uh, where like, you know, you, there's an actual story happening in the fight. It's so like actually like building a kind of like emotional backstory, to like this huge ass battle where like, you're not sure who's going to make it or even like what the final outcome is going to look like would be a really, I think that's a really cool idea. Dante must die mode. Uh, Yes. I don't have the materials for this or the painting talent. Uh, Maybe somebody like our friends at BP, uh, somebody like our friends at BPB or maybe um, like Micah or like Jason and his crew with, um, Mm -hmm they're streaming but like you get a bunch of gundams <laughs> you build them you do custom paint jobs you use those as the minis for the lancer campaign mm-hmm. and actually do something like if you choose one or two like you actually have to then go ahead and break the figure oh that's oh damn or if you die in combat like for, yeah, further like the, the emphasizing the um, 
the point mm-hmm. Ray's kind of making by like you're actually going through the effort of making something and yeah. making it your own. That's and that's then a you actually are putting it on the line, not just in the combat, because you know, mm-hmm. if, if you end up dying in the actual battle session you lose and you would have to do that anyway. But if you mm-hmm. get to the end and you survive and you can do step three and love, love, die, remember you actually have to physically manifestly destroy your mini. Your, your that, that is a, that is a great idea for like a minis thing. It would definitely not like, you're probably going to be doing like standees or like printed standees so that you're not like breaking, um, like 20 minis are oh god minis are so expensive um, yeah um, but like some of the cheaper i definitely like, like that bucks, idea but like yeah yeah you could even do like draw something like a reaper boner mm-hmm. or save the like expensive many is is yours um you know for like that that final choice if you can like but like that's the strategy in the mini game is that you like shield everything else for that final mini and then you get to decide whether or not you destroy it mm-hmm. But or you can make like a yeah. cool diorama of like your mm-hmm. broken gun at the end. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I was also I was thinking like yeah, have like a two or three session, basically like turn get like a roll twenty sheet for like Lancer, and that is basically just going to be like a huge multi stage like <laughs> minis combat. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to take like probably like several, you know, a couple of days to actually play and then have, ha- but have done live, die- live, love, die, remember as like the backstory for like all the characters involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and especially that way you can like save everything and, <laughs> you know, take some breaks. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much for writing. I did too. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I want to thank uh, Ray for writing this. I want to thank uh, Itch.io for bundling it with the like uh, uh, the solo games uh, bundle that I got. That was a pretty nice bundle. It's got a lot of fun stuff in it. Um, and yeah, like this, this was an awesome game. Yeah. Thank you very much for playing with me. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. Good night, Internet. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs>